Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Shred Show Live, where we bring you industry professionals, entrepreneurs, and the best of the best from around the world who are willing to share how they shred, the strategies, the techniques, and the actionable items that you need in your business to go out and dominate. Join us as we shred, show up, hustle, repeat every day. Let's go. Stacey Catmull, and I am here today with Jackie Dunlap. She is one of the women who's making a huge impact in the mortgage industry, and I'm so excited to have her on our show today. Hi, Jackie. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, you're so welcome. Okay, so really quick, let's just start out. Just take a couple minutes, tell us your history in the mortgage industry, and then where you are now, and then we'll kind of get into your story and why you've decided to do what you're doing. Cool. Um, I bumped into mortgage back in 2005. Uh, end of 2005, probably one of the worst times to send the real hole because the market crash happened right after that. Yeah. Um, I have done a lot of lending in wholesale, retail. Um, I've been in broker since 2012. Um, I opened my own broker. I had a small third-party processing company for a few years. I opened my own brokerage in 2016. And then in 2020, um, I opened a mortgage processor training company. Awesome. And for those of you who have had any connection at all with her processor training company, you know that it's, I mean, it's outstanding. Everybody talks about it and raves about it. And it's something that the industry needs so much. And so really what I want to talk about today, because we're all at the point, right? COVID came. And if you're doing anything in the industry, you have been swamped for the last year and you are still swamped this year, but things might be slowing down a little bit and you're thinking, oh, is it going to slow down? Should I get help? What should I do? And most of us are too late. We should have gotten help a long, long time ago. Um, but I want to just kind of go into like why you decided to open what you're opening and the services that you're offering and, and kind of the reasoning, the reasoning behind it. Yeah. So. Oh, Back in was our kind of our one of our last live uh, industry association through AIM mortgage broker events, and Gary Vaynerchuk was one of our main speakers, and Matt Ishbia was there. Huge, you know, big. He's a great speaker. If you've never heard Matt mm-hmm. Ishbia at UWM speak, he's just a phenomenal speaker. And the common thing was like, hey, you need to hire and build ops. Okay, so we had another event uh, March of 2020, right when COVID was breaking, like a bunch of people didn't go to this event in Irvine because they're like, oh, this flu thing, we're not going. But it was the inaugural event for the Women's Mortgage Network that was hosted by Laura Brandeo. And we had begun this conversation about the status of our industry as a whole, that the average person in our industry was 55 and that we really had like a decade to really kind of talk about how are we going to get new blood, fresh blood into our industry? And in this room of 75 women, they asked and they were like, how many of you in here actually sought to be in mortgage? And we all were like, nobody in this <laughs> woman in the back was like, I did go, what do you mean? But we were talking about how we all stumble across mortgage. We're either invited in or we stumble across it. And mm-hmm. what was a purposeful, intentional way we could start addressing, bring, pulling up more seats to the table? Not only, not only just in general, but how do we pull up more seats to the table for women? So I left Irvine with this kind of sitting in the back of my head. 
fast forward, we are going through COVID. Um, right at the height of COVID, I made the decision to listen to these much smarter people than I and be like, okay, I'm going to do an ops. I was deathly afraid of, I had failed at it twice before, bringing on a processor or bringing on ops staff. I did the traditional thing. I waited until I was too dang busy to yeah. do it that I didn't have the emotional, mental time capacity to train somebody. Oh, I'll just do it myself. Well, oh, yeah, it's so hard. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to bite the bullet. It's March is kind of a slow season for us, right? People are coming off the, the holiday season and they're starting to talk about whether or not they're going to list their property for sale in the spring. Mm -hmm. So I decided to hire a couple people and then and Lynn came to like a little, like, well, we got four months of payroll in the bank. We're going to ride this thing out one way or another. My yeah. background, my background is in corporate training. So I had originally planned to send my processor somewhere else to train. That was canceled because it was in person. I thought, well, I got time because we're not lending. And my background's in corporate training. So I yeah. will do this. And then I started thinking about like, hey, um, as as we kept going and lending came back online, it came back online fiercely. So for those of you that were in the industry last year, I mean, we were drowning in loans. And yeah, there are not enough underwriters, there are not enough processors. You need to hire outside the box. And what does that look like? And the directive was when you have a good experience in sales, hospitality, wherever, those are the kind of people that we want to bring in. We can teach them how to do mortgage. And I was like, Ooh, I can do that. Okay. I can do that. I, I, I can train. I'm training. I've been training. Yeah. I thought to myself, like, listen, I, I'm going to put a little website together. I'm going to spend a little bit of money and I'll charge just a little bit in order to cover my expenses, but I want to make it more professional started going, spent the previous two years in self-development and had had made a network of people of over 15,000 people who had experienced the self-development and so I started going out in a genuine place and saying listen if you were affected by COVID you don't know what's going to happen for you you're in hospitality you're in the restaurant industry and you don't really know what's going to happen for you come over to mortgage and see what we're doing come sit with us come let me so show you, you so you just went out at the busiest time in mortgage history <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, I'm going to find people with no mortgage experience and I'm going to teach them how to do mortgages on the side of closing my own loans. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, Whatever. yeah. Why not? <laughs> but at this point, I mean, at this point, I had brought on two ops people who had gone through my training and they and you guys listen, my entire company outside of one person is ran by 20 year olds when oh, I'm wow. out of. When I'm out of pocket training, 20 year olds run my company, hmm. 21 to 26 year olds run my company for three or four days at a time when I'm in here training. Yeah. And it was successful and I was seeing success and we were doing it. And so then I hired two more people and put them through the training program. And they've been with me. But so what happened is the training that was out there is the same training that's been out there for 10 years. It was the same yeah. training I looked at taking 10 years ago when I wanted and I mm -hmm. did it. And then I was like, that's great. I get it. But like, how, how do you actually submit a loan? And so I thought I'm a real tangible person and I, I get like, I can grasp all the conceptual stuff. And then I get five minutes away from a conversation. I'm like, but how do you actually do that? Yeah. Like, what does it mean to do that? Mm -hmm. And that was the basis of my training. And I started training people 
on what I trained my people on because it's what I needed them to know in order to do the work that I needed. And so then people were like, it works. I'm like, I know, I know it works. It's because it's what I needed. It's what I needed yeah. as a loan officer. It's what I needed as a, as a business with other loan officers who needed processors. And we just, I mean, we were drowning in loans. We were drinking by a fire hose. So what are some of like, when you, when you start with somebody new, like what are some of the just very basic things that you teach them first? Well, the first thing that we talk about is transferable skills. Okay. So what happens is, is we come into this space knowing we know absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And people start to us and they're like, I mean, individually, I understand those words, but when you string them all together in a sentence, I don't really know what you're saying. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> One of the first things that I do is I spend almost an entire six hour day on an act, what I call the acronym portion of the class. And it literally is language immersion. And it's not like your spelling bee, like DTI means debt to income. No, yeah. we break it down. I want you to fundamentally understand what we are talking about. Because from when we get in, we're talking mortgage Spanish. Okay? Yes. And in my Experience when you know a little bit, like, okay, listen, here's the thing. I'm a second generation Mexican American. My mom was the first generation born here. They didn't speak Spanish in the house. So, oddly enough, I learned Spanish in school. So, when I go to places like Mexico or when I worked in the restaurant industry, I'd be like, yo, Miyamo Jackie. And they're like, oh, you know Spanish. And then they start rattling off. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no, not that much. <laughs> And that happens in the mortgage industry, too. We don't even realize sometimes we speak this entirely different. Well, I can't even tell you, like, I've been in the industry now for five years. Language. And sometimes I'm still, like, having to Google acronyms <laughs> so I don't look stupid. Because I'm like, I have no idea what that means. And so I'll, like, Google it so I don't say something dumb. Yes. Yes. And yes. So, so that's a really good place to start. <laughs> yes. And so I, I – and plus, okay – once you start breaking down these barriers of the language, and then I talk to them about, listen, you all are having already have a skill set that's going to make you successful here. Right. And start bringing in analogies of different. So typically what I do in a training class is I ask people to tell me what is the most recent job experience you have or the job you love the most or the job you were most successful at. And then over the boot camp, three or four days, I bring analogies and I've learned so much about what other people do. I have them tell me if I don't know what they do, I say, talk to me about what this means. And I go, oh, okay, that's like when we do this. Mm. We talk a lot about how processing alone is a lot like driving a car, Um, a lot like uh, how a restaurant works because the restaurant really is one of the lowest share. We've all eaten yeah. in one, and if you haven't eaten in one, you've worked in one, and if by chance you live under a rock and haven't done either of those, you've seen it on Netflix or Amazon Prime. <laughs> just, right? I, hope, yeah, I hope you've eaten in a restaurant. <laughs> right. Yeah. What it does is it takes down this real, we start taking these insecurities of like, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm so lost, and we, and we pile this on brick by brick, and what happens is, is we lose our ability to learn mm-hmm. because we're so concerned with our ineptness in this not enough you already possess a skill set that is wildly wildly valuable that has allowed you to be successful somewhere else that is so smart so those are the people we want to hire and then when I first started, people would pay to come to my class and I would go shout from the rooftops and I'm like you need somebody you need to come 
pick up one of these people that just spent $600 or whatever it was at the time to yeah. be in my class because they got something to prove. Yeah. Not only to themselves, but their families. During a time when money was scarce, they spent money to come to my training class. That makes sense. They're hungry, but the opportunity for a career. Yeah. So these are the people you can hire. And that's then so smart. People, so, so when you're looking for new people, just to sum up, when you're looking for new people, look for people who you notice are good at the things that they're already doing. Yes. So like if you're in a restaurant and your waitress is like all over it, she's doing super good. Or if you're on a phone call, if you're at the bank, wherever it is that you are, you're looking for people who are just really, really good at the job that they're doing. And it doesn't matter if it's in mortgage or numbers or whatever it is. People who are doing well, you can transfer that into into mortgage and i love what you said because i think a lot of times when people start they are it is just lack of confidence and they think i'm so stupid i can't figure this out but if you can say you're already doing it like you're already doing it just move it yeah. over to here that's so smart no wonder you're a good trainer jeez <laughs> <laughs> that's so smart i love it very cool what i've done i mean i literally we have technology has advanced so much since i was in the mortgage industry in fact yeah. i'm in the middle of teaching a boot camp now and I was explaining to them, like when I was processing loans, my job title literally was a scrubber. And when I loan application came in, I would take the property address, I'd go to usps.com and I would have to PDF print that it was a valid address and put it in the borrower file. Tech mm -hmm. does all that for us now. When we run AUS and when we do a number of other things, sometimes at some banks when we register the loan, it automatically pings USPS to validate our address and then imports it in. So. I've been doing this when people used to do the things that our technology do. So I just have a real, you know, ground roots understanding of what's going on in a mortgage. And that's what I teach people. Right. Listen, I'm going to teach the technology or the platform that you do it in is like driving a car. When you learned how to drive a car and you went to driver's ed and you got your first car, mine was a Ford Thunderbird. And then I got a Nissan Stanza and then I had a Ford mom van. And then I had I a Ford Thunderbird too. That was my first car. You did? Yes. '87, And it was the first model that had a digital speed thermometer. <gasps> mine was like, Mine was my grandma's and it was like maroon and we called it what the luxury. It was, we called it the luxury because it had power windows. Yes. And so we were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it was like easy. The first cars would come out with electrical windows and door locks. Yeah, and it was great. <laughs> yes. But what I, what I say to people is like, when I got my my Nissan Stanza and then subsequently yeah. my Dodge Durango, I didn't have to take a new driver's class to learn how to drive my Dodge Durango. Yeah, because that is true. Cars work the same. So what I teach is how loans work. However you move the loan through its life cycle, whatever technology your company uses, that's the difference between a Ford and a Nissan. As right. long as you know how a loan works, you got this. And just like mom, we've all been in the car where you're like, you're driving and somebody like pushes on the brakes and everybody in the car is like, bam. And you're like, ooh, <laughs> you're a little sensitive. Like, yeah, it's, it's glitchy, you know. <laughs> or like, you know, you're like, where are the dang windshield wipers? Or how do I turn on the headlights, right? But the, the issue isn't that you didn't know how to do that. The main important part is you knew you needed to push it on the brakes, you knew where the brake pedal was, or you knew where the, that you needed to put the lights on or the windshield wipers. That's learning how a loan works. For some reason, in our industry, we think like, oh, this, or you haven't worked in this tech or Calyx or whatever, then that you just wouldn't be able to do it here. Right. Baloney, I call baloney on it. 
So tell me, so are you still like recruiting people to come in and to be processors and then providing those for companies? Or like if people have people that they want to train, can they send them to you? How does your business work? So it's grown so much that right now, majority of the students have been hired by somebody and then they're sending to me. It's almost like I've been outsourced as the training department, yeah. which I, which we I, need, I, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Because y'all need to, everybody else needs to be out there originating and continuing to produce revenue. Um, as we've gotten as we've gotten busier i have over four thousand youtube subscribers that subscribe to my channel i don't know and i can't speak to the people that are coming in anymore so what i do is i say art and it revolves a lot on word of mouth and networking so i say you have to network just like people have to network in oil and gas and just yeah. like people have to network in other industry specific and networking is so important in period, it allows you the opportunity to mastermind. I've learned so many value, valuable um, ideas and concepts in mastermind. So I do point people to the direction where they can find the opportunity to network and learn more. Mm -hmm. But I can't speak, I can't even speak to what somebody's retained from my class other that they come to this class and have access to outside of that, it really, there really has to be some ownership on anybody who's looking for right. any job, right? We talk about over the last years, like how do you overcome when there's 15 applicants for the same job? What sets you apart? Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. Okay. So people then can come to you if they have no experience and they're interested in the mortgage industry. Mm -hmm. um, if you're a loan officer and you have somebody that you want you to train, then we can come to you. And then also, do you do any LOA training or is it just processor training right now? So my boot camp is really made for those that regardless of this in like a year or two in the industry it covers a lot for everybody i do actually have an lo class that's getting ready to launch and it's going to be a little bit different of a format where it's going to be a once a one one day event over three different days oh. so that they can learn implement and then come back we can learn ask questions about what was implemented and then come back okay um, because I find so much value in this kind of mentoring mastermind groups that I really wanted to do that with loan officers. Um, so it's getting ready to launch. I'm expecting um, when I come back from a mortgage event in Texas next week, and then it'll start in August and it will be a three day oh, event, but not cool. three days in a row. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. So where can we go to find more information? Do you have a website? Should we follow you on Facebook? What should we do? <laughs> well, listen, if you message me on Facebook, I'm about mm, 50 messages back. So it might be a minute. <laughs> I feel of lucky then that you responded to me. <laughs> I saw your message when I was scrolling through trying to clean some out. Yeah. And website, it's called The Mortgage Calculator. Later, um, I have live trainings. I offer video trainings. I have the YouTube channel. So many people find me on the YouTube channel first and then say, hey, I actually want to get into a class. It's a great resource for the YouTube channel. But so you can, I mean, if you Google me, you'll find me. Okay. So mortgage, tell the tell, say it again, mortgage. It's the mortgage calculator dot group. Mortgage, the mortgage calculator dot group. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Well, we will definitely promote that. And um, anyway, I'm looking forward to getting to know you better. It was super fun to talk to you today. Yes, thanks for having me. Yes, you're doing great things in the industry. Um, do you want to just fun. wrap up with one, one tip? Like if you could tell 
um, loan officers, anything, like what, what would you tell them? What would be your tip? Here's, here's the thing that took me a long time to understand is that making the decision to hire a processor internally or ops staff, really, you have to look at it as an investment, not an expense. And the issue for me was that for so long, I looked at operations staff as an expense versus an investment. And you have to invest in your company and your staff the same way that you're marketing. So if you're at a point where you're working more than 12 hours a day, like literally six, seven days a week or whatever, you've got like, you, that's not sustainable. You need to hire. And it's an yes. investment. Mm hmm. I, I totally agree with that. And I think that just like for my closing remarks here, I think that um, it's interesting because as soon as we start thinking of hiring people and expanding our team, it feels like our mind shifts back into scarcity. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and it needs to not be scarcity. It's like if you can just avoid that scarcity and just think, oh, my gosh, it's like one extra loan a month or a half a loan a month or whatever it is, you know, and if I if I build it, they will come. Right. <laughs> because that really is what happened. Like we brought on an LOA this year and I can't tell you how much better and how much easier our business is. Like if I ever have to import another three point four file into point, I will die. Like it is so nice to have somebody doing that kind of stuff for you. You know, like if, yeah. I mean, if it's not making you money, then pay somebody to do it because you shouldn't be spending your time doing that. Like I shouldn't be doing that anyway. So that's my two cents. Like, you know, you're, there's lots of loans. There's lots of business. Don't be scarcity minded. Like just right. go out and get more business and, and think that way. And if you have help, then it's going to help you. So thank you, Jackie, so much for thank coming you. on today. And, um, Yes, I can't wait to hang out with you at an event or something in the future. <laughs> Let me know. Okay, we'll see you.